Hey, this is Chris Torres. I'm the youth pastor here at Embrace Fellowship Church, and this is the Embrace Students Podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. I hope that you can enjoy today's message. In school, it's easy to want to fit in. Obviously, I tried doing that, and it didn't work out. But sometimes it's not even about fitting in. Sometimes we go through things in life that really hurt us and really scar us and leave these deep holes. And we try to cling to the first thing that we can that makes us feel anything, that makes us feel like we know who we are in the slightest. But those things are deceiving. And we find those things and we say, okay, this is who I am now. But even in that moment, we're still feeling hurt. We're still feeling defeated. We're still feeling this emptiness. And in preparation for this message, I texted a bunch of my friends and I said, when you were in high school or middle school, what were some things that you tried to cling to as your identity? For me personally, I mean, obviously I went through the little country blip, but, <laughs> but when I was in high school, and this is where I'm talking about like it's stemming from things. When I was in high school, I mean, some of you kind of know my testimony, some of you may not, but I came from a really toxic home. I didn't have parents that were parents. I had a really toxic home life to the point where, you know, I was trying to be a parent to my sisters. But regardless of that, I got really mad at the situation that I was in. I don't know if I was mad at God, but I was just really mad in general. And so I ended up working at this place called Zoomies. Who knows what it is? It's a skate shop. So I was like, okay, I'm the skater girl now. I don't care about nothing. Like, she was a skater girl. She said no. But for real, like, I thought that I was like this really chill girl. You know, I was like, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about anybody's feelings. I'm just chilling. And that got me into the, do what? <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually, I had gauges and dreads at one point in time. I also wore chains at work. Um, yeah, different discussion for a different day. But um, <laughs> but no, I ended up getting around the wrong kind of people and ended up smoking weed and going to parties and just saying, you know what, screw all of this. Like, screw the world and whoever has anything to say about it because this is who I am. This is me. This is Aaron. And <laughs> but that was an identity that I tried to cling to because I was so lost and so hurt and so confused at the situation that I was in. And you know, I texted my friends asking them what were things that they might have clinged to. And here are some of the responses that I got. One person said relationships. They clung to relationships, whether they, they were platonic or romantic. Another person said, I always felt like I had no identity and I tried every which way to get one. So I was holding onto a million different things in a desperate attempt to know who I was. I can say that's definitely been me before. Another person said, friendships. I needed to feel like I had a place to belong, and because of some of the things that happened in high school, I never felt good or worthy enough to move past the, those things. Another person said, boys and parent approval. I just wanted to please my parents because their opinion mattered to me more than anyone's, and boys made me feel valuable even though they treated me like trash. I felt as if they would get me out of my parents' house faster. And then another person said, being popular and accepted with my friends. I just wanted to be seen. I always felt like I was a shy person, no one noticed, and I clung to what was popular in order to fit in. I know that one of us or all of us can agree with one of those points in saying that I felt that way a time or two, that it's easy to cling to something because we're hurting on the inside. 
But these things that we try to claim as our identity, the popular one, the jock, the emo kid, the gay kid, the transgender, the all-star athlete, the academic star, whoever, are these things really our identity if we are still left feeling broken? Are these things really our identity if we are still left feeling defeated? Is that really who we are if we feel hopeless, depressed, beaten down, burdened all the time? No. And that's not how we were created to live because scripture right there in 1 Peter 2, 9, or 2, 9 through 10, can we throw it back up there, says, but you are not like that for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. So we weren't created to live defeated. We weren't created to live burdened and broken down and bruised. We were called to be out of darkness and living in his light because we are his very own possession. You know, last week, Ben spoke about peer pressure and friendships and being influenced. And we have to realize as well, this was something that was taught to me a lot when I was in youth. And I want to you know, bring it to you guys as well, is that who we get around is who we will become. Because, you know, like Ben was also saying, peer pressure isn't always apparent. It's something as easily as being influenced. And if you don't know who you are, then the world will try to decide for you. And whether it's your, your friends and your groups or whether it's social media, if you look at social media and celebrities and stuff, you guys in middle school and high school are the most targeted audience by everybody that's in Hollywood and social media and all this stuff. And why are you the most targeted? Is because they know, they know that your generation is the next one up and coming. They know that you guys are going to be leaders and walking you know, in places that they are. And so they want to try and impression you with things that they think and what their truth is in this world. But if you don't know who you are, then the people around you, the world around you is going to decide for you. And you can say, well, my friends know who they are and they're good people and, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. They don't pressure me into doing anything. And you can say that all day long, but at the same time, are you being influenced? Or are they influencing you? Just like Ben was talking about last week. And with that being said, the people in your circle will mislead you if they themselves are not being led. Because you need people around you who are going to lift you up, who are going to pray for you, who are going to encourage you, who are going to call out your identity when you aren't living up to it, when you aren't acting like it. Because if you have these people in your life that aren't being led by the Spirit, then you're going to fall into the same things that they are. Like we said, if you don't know who you are, the world will decide for you, and that only leads to confusion, which is why there's a whole bunch of, of people in this world saying that you're one thing or that you're another or that you need to change who you are completely, that you need to give yourself a new name, that you need to decide for yourself who you are. But if we have that up to ourselves when we don't know who we are and we're just lost walking around trying to cling to the first thing, then are we really going to find ourselves? No. It only leads to confusion. And confusion does not come from God. It comes from the enemy. And if are we, the thing that we have to ask ourselves is are we going to let the enemy decide for us who we are? And are we going to let the world decide for us who we are? Or are we going to go to Christ and say, I want to know who you've created me to be because he knows us better than anybody. 
And the truth is, we can't know who we are until we know who God is. And we won't know who God is unless we spend time with him. And if we never understand the depth of God's mercy, then we're always going to be focused on our own failures and our own struggles. If we never look to his goodness and his greatness, then we're only going to look at our own limitations. But if we spend time in his word, if we spend time with him in worship, if we spend time with him just talking to him, then he will reveal, reveal to us who we are. He will reveal our identity, our identity to us. Because the, the fact of the matter is that when we lose ourselves, we find ourselves. And it sounds like an oxymoron. But biblically, when we lose who we think we are and who the world has called us to be, we find ourselves in Christ. So the big question, remember, who are you? Well, let's take a look back at our, back at our scripture, Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before the, he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. It gave him great pleasure to adopt us into his kingdom and to know us personally. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us in his, in his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised, and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. So who are you? When we come into salvation, we are adopted into his kingdom. We become a son or a daughter of the king. And Ephesians tells us who we are in Christ. In the scriptures, it pointed out things saying we are loved, we are chosen, we are holy, we are without fault, we are adopted as his children, we are free, we are forgiven, we are united with Christ, we are identified as his own, we are purchased by his blood. And I don't know about you, but when I look at all of that, that's who I want to be. I don't want to be the me that feels lost and broken and wanders around trying to figure out who I am. I want to be the me that feels free in Christ. I want to be the me that is called without fault. I want to be adopted as a child of the King. In order to know who we are, we have to know whose we are. And so with that, I just want to say we have to surrender everything that we hold on to to Christ. We have to give up who we are in order to receive who he's created us to be. So let's all just bow our heads and close our eyes. If you're here tonight 
and you just feel like you're tired. You just feel like you've been running every which way. You don't even know what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go, but you just feel like you're tired and worn out. Raise your hand. If you feel like you want to know who you are in Christ, if you feel like you want to receive who he's called you to be, you want to receive this freedom that we talk about and this love that we talk about, raise your hand. I just want everybody in the room right now just to just put your hands out, just in a surrendering to God. God, I pray right now that in this room, Lord, God, that you just move in our hearts. Whether we've been feeling lost or broken or confused, Lord, God, you bring peace. You bring wholeness. You bring love. God, you've called us to be so much more than we've been. And God, I pray tonight that we can just surrender everything to you and receive who you've called us to be. God, we thank you that you call us free, forgiven, identified as your child. God, we thank you that you purchase us by the blood of Jesus to be called your children. And I pray, Lord, that if there's anybody in here tonight, Lord, that just needs to give it all to you, Lord, God, that you just move in a mighty way. We're just going to worship for right now, and if, the, if you need prayer, the altars are open. But also, I want to say something to you guys. Can I have all the eyes look up at me? It's really hard to believe that you're supposed to be loved by God and that you're supposed to be called his child when nobody in person has ever shown that to you, when nobody's ever given you that love that you feel like you deserve. So tonight, I just want to get real with you guys. And no matter if you've been through something where you feel like you didn't deserve what got handed to you, you didn't deserve being treated the way that you did. You didn't deserve the hand that you got dealt in life. None of that matters at the end of the day. And I know it feels like a really big deal because I've been there and I felt that. But the thing that I want to say to you now is that God's love is real. It's transforming and it's better than anything that you can ever imagine. And the, thing, the beautiful thing about God's love is that all we have to do is sit and receive it. All we have to do is just say, God, I want you. And more importantly, God, I need you. So I just pray that as we go into worship right now, that no matter what kind of background that you come from, no matter what experiences that you've had in the past, just let God love you. Let God be there for you. Let him be a father where you may not have had one elsewhere. Let him give you the love that you do deserve. God, I just pray right now that we can just give it all over to you and that we can just receive your love and your freedom, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in this week. We really hope that you were blessed by today's message. Why don't you consider sharing this message with a friend who may need it? And if you really liked it, subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages like this one. Remember, you are loved. Have a blessed week.